0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts so multitask right now get your quote now at progressive.com progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates national average 12 month savings of 744 dollars by new customers surveyed who saved with progressive between june 2022 and may 2023 potential savings will vary discounts not available in all states and situations i'm just gonna take things as they come you know i think that's the best way to put it and I don't think anything you never you know you never say never
0: I, I think with a with the Tom Brady you never I personally never want to completely close the door now I don't have any information that suggests that he is gonna come back I mean I'm very good friends with him we talk we don't we haven't talked about that I don't want to apply any pressure I'm not saying that we're uh, by any means we're planning on this happening I just Made a remark this morning that uh, we'll leave the light on for. Him. Tom says he wants to come back and play for another team. Do you envision like what kind of grand team? No. No. <laughs> Is
2: that because it's acrimonious? So you just don't
0: want him bad business. What if a team made it worth your while? Five number ones. Maybe, maybe. So none of it, it wouldn't tug on your
1: heartstrings at all to do a solid for a guy that, you know that, that came and played for you guys. No. Nope.
2: No, no, no,
0: no emotional attachment. No. That kind of thing. We'll play golf. If I, if I beat him, he has to come back.
1: Well, free agency week begins with a bang. If only the rest of the week, Chris Sims, unfolds in the fashion that late Sunday afternoon did. Before I go any farther, please let me make this plea once again. To all athletes, coaches, anyone of significance who may ever be making any announcement that we may be interested in, could you please do it during a work day? Because people are far more inclined to be looking to non work websites, shows, podcasts, etc., when they're at work. When they're with their families on Sunday nights, they're not nearly as engaged. So could you just wait, Tom, next time you unretire until a Monday morning instead of a Sunday night? Because you know what, Chris? I have a feeling there will be a next time. I have a feeling that Tom Brady is morphing into Brett Favre, and it's going to be an annual retire, unretire, retire, unretire. So he's already got one in the books. Retire, and then about 42 days later, Unretired.
2: Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, man? Yep, I know. Everybody should keep in mind the media before they make huge life decisions. It doesn't That's matter. Right. It doesn't That's matter. Right. We're going to talk about it all day. In fact, he's going to squeeze a day and a half out of it by re- releasing it on Sunday because it goes Sunday. What can Aaron Rodgers do today? <clears throat> I don't know. Hey, one thing I said last week I said, man, it's nice that we're not going to have to talk about Rodgers, Brady, Rodgers, Brady, and here we are. We're back on Brady, baby. It's back, baby. He's back one more time. Uh, it is awesome. I'm not going to lie. I really, I do like it. When I heard the news yesterday, I perked up. I went. I got excited. I did. I mean, it's still Tom Brady. Uh, I mean, I I I know I'm looked at as a hater of him in some ways, but I'm not. I'm not. I I'm still excited to see him play for the Bucks, a Super Bowl worthy type football team. It's awesome news. It's awesome for the NFL. I'm glad he's back. I really am. It it, uh, it 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 it's a testament to this time
1: around his ability to keep his plans quiet, because when he retired, there was that whole three day. ESPN reports with certainty that it's coming and there was pushback and there was hand-wringing and then he retired on Tuesday after the reports surfaced on a Saturday. This time around, no one
2: saw it coming this quickly. Now, this whole
0: thing
1: is
2: fishy to me. I mean, it's still fishy to me. It's awesome he's back and we're going to get into all that. But it's still, the way it's gone down does not make sense. Not in my opinion. No. Tom Brady, if he was really wanted to retire, all right, I think he's going to take his time and think things out a little while and not retire, all right? So there's still a part of me that thinks, and we know a little bit with the Miami situation, that there was another play here at hand, and it was something about the retirement and try to go somewhere else, but he started to realize that's not going to happen, so – And I do like football still, so I'm going to come back. To me, none of how it's gone down makes sense or lines up. And that's where I'll go back to that, at least uh, for now, Uh, because it just seems fishy to me. I don't know if you feel the same way.
1: There will be many who are now pushing back on the idea that there was never anything to the narrative that Brady wanted out of Tampa. There was never anything to the idea that Brady and Bruce Arians, the coach of the team, have any type of friction. I don't buy either of those. I'm sorry. I don't buy him one bit. I've heard some things even since this all happened last night. Because what happens is when you're one of the ones standing out there saying, I think that he wants to play in 2022. And I think he wants to play for a team other than the Buccaneers. So I was clearly wrong on him for now, wanting to play for someone else. I was right that he was coming back. So it's kind of a mixed bag. It's kind of a C plus. I'll take it. That's better than an F. But. My understanding is there was a feeling in the building in Tampa that he did want to play for another team. Yeah. And I think we just see how the rest of the offseason plays out as it relates to whether and to what extent there was friction between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians and whether and to what extent ownership maybe made a decision between Brady and Arians And the back end of that is something to play out in the coming weeks. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's something that I will be monitoring. I'm not assuming that this is all done. I'm not assuming that what happened last night means week one Bruce Arians is the coach. Tom Brady is the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not ready to assume oh, that. I it's am. been too weird the
2: past six days. Yeah, I'm I, not ready
1: to assume that. Yeah, I, I they're, they're, I'm not ready to.
2: They'd be crazy to. I mean, it's again, it's a Super Bowl caliber team to blow it up and get a new head coach in there and all that.
1: I understand that. But if he's not really coaching the team anyway, what, what do you lose? Well, he obviously is. team anyway. he's, he he's
2: doing something. I understand that. If he's you're do- swooping, I well, doing- on game
1: day, there's a there's a key role. On game day, there's a key role. Yeah. Beyond game day. And look, everybody's dumping on Rich Ornberger now because he reported with some stridents a few weeks back that there was a rift between Brady and Arians. I still have a feeling the guy was onto something there. I don't think that he comes out as loudly as he did when you consider the relationships that he has, especially with Brady himself. Played with Brady and the Patriots for three years, at least. I just, I'm not ready to say. I hear
2: you there. I hear you.
1: But I think yeah. it, it all has been so weird, Chris, that I don't think it goes from being so weird to being unweird for six months. Uh, yeah, it's I, been too weird since the days leading up to the playoff loss to the Rams. When out of the blue, Rob Ninkovich starts talking about Tom Brady possibly retiring, when he'd said all along. He's playing through 2022. I mean, I thought I was in the twilight zone the way everybody just gloms on to. Well, I guess he's retiring. It's like, the guy has said all along he's playing through 2022. And then he's just gone. And then six days later, he's talking about never say never. And I don't know how I'll feel in six months. Hell, he didn't know how i would feel in six weeks.
0: It's no, just uh, too uh,
1: weird. And, and, and Chris, the thing that really can't be overlooked, this all happens one day after he's at a soccer match in England, Manchester United, the team owned by the same family that owns the Buccaneers. What did I say all along? Well, Bruce Arians thinks about Tom Brady and what he wants or gets, or whatever. It doesn't mean crap. What matters is what the Glazers will do. Did Brady try to make a case to the Glazers to let him go? And they just said, no, sorry. You shouldn't have signed the one-year extension last year. I know you signed the one-year extension for cap purposes, but that helped you too. That helped you keep your team together. Don't act like you just did us a favor. That helped you as well. So we've got your rights. We're not letting them go. We're just not. If you don't want to play, that's your prerogative. If you want to play, you're playing for us. Because it's one day later that he announces he's coming no, back to the I Tampa mean, yeah, I don't Buccaneers. think his
2: mind was changed on that day. I mean, again, that's, that's yes. Listen, I, everybody in football thinks there's a little friction between Brady and Arians. But I've never got the sense that it was like, oh, it's so bad that it'll, they'll never be able to reconcile anything. I, I'd be shocked if anything happened to Bruce Arians. You got you still, you still got a Super Bowl team. Why mess up the chemistry? There is value to Bruce Arians, certainly. What if
1: you can improve so, the chemistry over last year? Okay, maybe that's that's, that's, that's a big if. I don't know.
2: You know, I don't know. I mean, they were still they were the best team in football last year. They just got injured. I mean, they're still they're still right up there with anybody you know in the league period. So that's, that's where I just look at that. Now, you know, as far as the rest of the stuff, listen, if you're Tom Brady and you're going to retire, why would you even say it when you said it? Why wouldn't you sit back and think about it and wait for a while and wait till we get close to the free agency? That's when the decision has to be made. There was no reason. There was a decision made early on in the process because he was trying to make a decision to go somewhere else or do something. That would be my two cents reading between the tea leaves, connecting the dots, whatever. So that didn't happen. So why do you think it failed? I, why do you think it failed? The, I, the, it was as simple as the Glazers saying, we're not letting you go? Well, may, maybe. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe he just couldn't fi- find the right situation to make it work. You know, I do believe that there was probably interest of the 49ers, but man, does he want to go across the country from his son, Jack, who we know, you know, loves football and is here in the New York area. That's probably a huge thing that has to deal with that. You know, we know, I know, I know from the real people here. He tried to go down to Miami, everybody. How many damn times do we got to say it? It was just two weeks ago. I know he tried to go there. Okay. So people got to just believe me here and you. I mean, that's that. So this something happened. And yes, I don't know what happened, whether it was Tampa just said, no, we're not just going to let you go anywhere for nothing. We're going to get proper compensation or whatever. And then he finally realized, wait, okay, all right, I'm stuck here. I do want to play. As I said last week, I talked to somebody, you know, close to the Brady camp who said, hey, I said, what was that on the Thursday show? The person told me, literally, Brady said he was going to play to 45. I've never known the guy not to do exactly what he says. So here he is. And, you know, I think you couple that, Mike, with the fact of, you know, something you said. I mean, he's still really good. He's not going to be able to digest training camp and early NFL regular season football and look at some of these quarterbacks like you've always said and go, oh man, I, you know, man, they're good. I'm, I'm glad I'm sitting here at home. He's going to go, no, screw them. I'm better than them. I don't know why I'm not out there. So he can't, that fire still there, man, you're the quarterback of the bucks in the NFC. The NFC is sucky ducky. I mean, it's sucky ducky. It's unbelievable. It's there to be had. It's unbelievable. I mean, two out of the four divisions, three out of the four divisions are, like, average at best. You have the NFC West, and you got the Bucks in the South, and there's nothing else to worry about. It's unbelievable. So I understand all that, and that's why it's exciting and uh i think why you and i both didn't believe at least we went from he won't retire there's no way he'll play to 45 to what he's gonna retire and i thought he was really done and then you're right five days after that we were going ah, he's not really done and we've been saying that ever since it's just crazy it really is and this all came from
1: him yeah this all came from yeah. him it started with him on his podcast six days after he retired it continued he was sprinkling little things here and there we played earlier the video of his interaction with Cristiano Ronaldo, which he put, Brady did, yes, on his Instagram right. story, where you can hear Ronaldo saying, Yeah. You good? Right. Are you, you're finished, right? <laughs> and Brady does that. <laughs> eh. Yeah, yeah. Here it comes. Right for it. He gives, he gives uh, Benny the jersey, which is
2: nice. Yeah, hey, you good? You're finished, right? You're finished, right? Yeah. You're finished? Mm. Eh. <laughs> oh, that God. camera's on right now. I'm supposed to wait for the announcement till tomorrow, and the Glazers told me. put it.
0: <laughs> on look at that the Instagram <laughs>
2: he chose to put that people on his Instagram
1: I mean that was gonna be our top story anyway yeah but it's a couple hours after that hits the fan that he announces he's coming back look there's no accidents there's no coincidence that's right that's why I think there's something more than meets the eye here yeah I, hear I don't you. think it's as simple as Tom Brady relented to the pressure that his wife has been placing on him for six years to retire, and that's why he did it. And after moping around the house for the past six weeks and sitting around watching Judge Judy, she just finally threw her hands in the air and said, yeah, Okay, exactly. you want to go exactly. back you like Like right. up uh, Adrian waking up from the coma saying, You know, there's one thing I want you to do for me, win. <laughs> Boom. I don't think that happened. Right, right. I don't think it went down like that. I think there was a different play that he ultimately couldn't pull. Yeah. He ultimately so didn't think. have the cards. To do what he wanted to do, and you know, Chris, I've just assumed all along that if he starts making googly eyes at the Forty ers they make googly eyes back. But there's no guarantee that they're going to make googly eyes back at him. I don't know. No, I, I assume they would. I think they should, but they should have
2: two years ago, and they didn't. I know. I, I would have. I would think they would too. I would. I, you know, that that's one where you know, I, I'm sure there was some flirting or some common interest. Because I do think that's the only quarterback in football that can appeal to the masses to also keep a number three pick of the draft who you traded three first-round picks on the sideline and everybody could justify it for one more year. It's the only guy that could justify it. Anybody else there, you go, wait, why did they trade three first-round picks for this guy and he's still on the bench in year two? That doesn't make sense. If it's Tom Brady, you could play that angle. But... You know, Brady it it's been well documented too. Even with as much as his love for the 49ers, I I do think Tom Brady is a a really nice man. I think he want, you know, he's a good father. I don't think he wants to be dragging his family all over the country and doing all that. I think there is something to that. So, I mean, I'm sure that played a part in it too, but I am with you in the fact that and I know we're not alone here. You know, there's other people around the, that there's something else that went down here. Or that there was another play trying to be made here, and then when he realized, okay, it's not going to happen, I still love football, and the Bucs ain't all that bad to be a part of, I'll go back to the Bucks, I, I, you know. And I, I think this is one of those things we'll hear more and more about as the month goes on. Last week, Chris, we kicked around
1: the idea of whether the flurry of activity involving Aaron Rodgers staying with the Packers, he still hasn't signed his contract yet, but he's got a couple more days. I think he's... He's just you know, milking the situation just a little bit more. And Russell Wilson being traded to the Broncos, does that operate as a magnet for Brady? I think the other side of it, when you consider the fall from Wilson to Carson Wentz, as teams are scrambling to find veteran quarterbacks, and the Buccaneers, one of the teams scrambling, whether right. it's Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield is a guy who's been linked to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think Brady recognized, number one. Yes. Yeah, I will believe when the season starts, when I turn on the games, these guys suck. Number two, the Buccaneers have the light on for me, but that light's going to be extinguished if they do something like trade for Deshaun Watson. Right. Because at that point, I can't go back to Tampa. See, I thought all along he was trying to, as of yesterday, as the Dominoes are starting to line up, not fall yet. Nobody hit the first one. The first one was Watson. But... I thought maybe Brady was waiting to see what the Buccaneers did because it'd be easier to get out if the Buccaneers move on. But if he thinks there's no other viable location, right, if exactly. there's nowhere they're going to trade him, if there's no one that's going to want him, if it's not going to fall together the way that he had hoped, you know, the Miami thing, Yeah. and it's only been two weeks that we were talking about that on a Monday morning, then I just go back to the place where we've got Pretty good talent. and We've got a pretty good chance to compete. Agreed. And and now, yeah, the Buccaneers' path to the NFC Championship and beyond, it's a hell of a lot easier, and the odds have already dramatically moved on points bet for the Bucs to win the division, the conference,
2: and the Super Bowl, as they should yeah. now that they have Tom Brady back. I, I know. I mean, you know, you, you look at the NFC South, you go, okay, they're clearly the best team there. You look at the NFC East, you go, okay, the Cowboys – we know, but I mean, you know, they still got things they got to figure out with their football team. I don't look at them as a legit Super Bowl contender quite yet. I don't. NFC North. Okay. You got the Packers and then a bunch of other teams kind of in flux and trying to figure themselves out. And then you got the NFC West. I mean, it, it's really the perfect situation. It really is. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I I, I was going to go there next kind of where you let it. So it's, it's perfect. Because, first off, hey, Miami thing, nobody heard about it. You called Miami, and, oh, all of a sudden they admitted, oh, yeah, we did reach out to Sean Payton. Listen, everybody, we know this went down, all right? This went down. They
1: didn't say – Tom Brady – I know, they didn't say – Well, there have been discussions
2: about – There's been discussions
1: about him being a a minority owner of the team after he's done playing. That part didn't – no, they didn't add that part, but but they did acknowledge that they tried to call – the Saints they did call the Saints in an effort to try to get Sean Payton but they weren't bringing in Sean Payton to work with Tua Tagovailoa exactly. I can guarantee you that
2: Exactly right exactly right so there's play number 1 messed up now it goes to what else do I what else do I have out there and again that's where I think both in, you and I I know it is San Francisco comes you know to the, the forefront who else is out there that really fits the mold of where Tom Brady out, would out, like would go what else is really out there that fits the mold? Now, I don't think there's anything out there. I, I look at Miami. That was a unique situation. Their team's on the rise. They're building a huge house down there. You know, Sean Payton with him. Okay, let's make a run and let's do it. After that, okay, that got squashed. Now what do we do? All right, there's the 49ers, of course, and they're, they're a Super Bowl-ready team. You know, and again, I'll say, like I said last week, I just, I find it incredibly coincidental that Kyle Shanahan wasn't at the combine the same time Tom Brady was out in San Francisco visiting family. I just, that's incredibly coincidental. I mean, I'm sorry if I can't believe that one. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he saw some family, but I want to say I'm sure he saw some 49er brass too or something. I don't know. It's just so weird to me that doesn't make sense. So maybe there was some dabbling in that and then you come to the sense of wait am I really going to move our family across the country and be ha- across the country from Jack and all of that and then you come back to the fact of like what you said. Oh wait, you know, the bucks are probably starting to say hey hey Tom, you know, we, we got to kind of think about what we're going to do. We're still really good. We need a quarterback and we might start getting serious about Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield. And that's when he realized okay, I'm going to have to make a decision here like right now. I mean, that I could certainly see it going down that way. Not that we know, but uh, like we said, some things just don't match up in this whole conversation. And there definitely has been tension
1: in the family about Brady continuing to play. And there's been no high-end athlete who has had to deal with this many years of his life devoted right. to his right.
2: profession.
1: Amazing. For most, 99.99999%, the dilemma naturally resolves itself because you've gotten too old, your body's gotten too broken down, your skills have eroded, the teams that would want you don't. So Brady was in new territory for all professional athletes, I believe, by continuing to play this long into his life. And re- remember during the playoff game, Matt Casey's the one who spotted that, that moment when it was 27-3 to Rams and the shot of Giselle Bundchen in the luxury suite there was not the kind of oh we're getting our asses kicked angst it was relief it was this is finally over i can quit worrying about my 44 eventually to be 45 year old husband getting killed on the field by one of these giants out there that are half his age and younger so uh i i just i can't help but wonder whether there was a negotiated resolution of if you're going to play play but we're not leaving tampa if you're going to play, play, but not San Francisco. Yeah. If you're going to play, right. play, but we're not going anywhere else. We're not moving. This is where we stay, and you're not going somewhere without us. So if you're going to play, this is where you're playing. That's why the Miami thing really would make sense. That's why I mean. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Close to Costa Rica. They they're building a the house there. Yeah. Miami was the place that the Patriots thought he was going two right. years ago. Right. That was where they thought he was going, but it just didn't materialize. They tried allegedly, according to the Brian Flores lawsuit. And I still think that lawsuit was loaded up with allegations along the lines of the attempt to tamper with Tom Brady, even though Brady isn't named in the lawsuit, I think, to, to, to prevent that from happening. I think the timing filed the same day that Tom Brady retired. Yes. When all these things were going on behind the scenes and all that stuff that Brian Flores added by way of allegations, I think they're, at a minimum... An incidental poisoning of the well may be deliberate to keep Steven Ross from getting maybe, what he wanted. Maybe you're right. And what he wanted at
2: the time was Sean Payton and Tom Brady. Yeah, I, maybe you're right. Maybe that's that was, you know, Flores gonna file the lawsuit anyways, and he threw that in there and it really screwed things up for the Dolphins and give them a big, you know, F U since they gave him a big FU with a pink slip after, you know, firing him you know in, in a shocking way. Or after two winning seasons, that was shocking. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it seems like something was up there. There's no doubt about it. it. It definitely does. And I could see what you're saying being part of the conversation. You know, either way, it's amazing that Brady is back. It really is. Like, really. I, like, posed, I was thinking about this on the drive into the in work this morning. Has there ever been a guy that's played more than half of his life in the NFL? Like, he's going to be year 23, and he's going to be year 45. Has there ever been a guy in the history of football that's going to go, wait, for more than half my life, I got to play in the NFL. I have a hard time thinking that anybody's even accomplished that feat, right? George Bland is the only one oh, I can think probably, of. Probably, yeah, He was primarily he had, a kicker late in his career. Right, but he could probably be the only guy that I can imagine that number matching up that way. I mean, it's an incredible feat. It really is. He still looks awesome when he's out there, and – and, um, I'm I'm glad to see him back. I really am. I think it's it's going to be kind of fun. Rodgers, Brady versus the NFC West. Let's see what goes down in the NFC this year. And that's pretty much what we can boil it down to. George Blanda was born in 1927.
1: He entered the NFL in 1949 as a 12th round pick of the Bears. He played every year from 49 through 75. Except for nineteen fifty nine. That's the only year that he did not play in the NFL and I don't know why he didn't know if it was injury or what. But so he, got he played more too. than half of his life. Yeah, yeah he played yeah. more than half his life. But but he didn't play quarterback, you know, into his forties the way that Tom Brady is. He was just the, the Raiders kicker the final few years. So this is this is Brady. And you know what? Maybe a guy like how long did yeah. Horton Anderson Yeah, kick? probably he some have, of those. The they kickers, kickers, you're, you're right. Adam Vinatieri. Right. Right. I'm not counting them. Player. They're not
2: football yeah. players. They're kickers. Come on. That doesn't well, count. <laughs> okay.
1: You, you, you've touched on another point. I thought when Tom Brady retired that... What he was trying to do in part was to avoid a farewell tour. He never wanted one. I'd heard that when he was with New England. He said it himself after he retired. And I thought, okay, all this stuff about playing until he's 45, all along his goal was to play until he was 44. And when he said throughout the 2021 season, I'm playing through 2022 and then we'll decide what to do after that, that was all about keeping people from thinking that, 2021 was his farewell season so he didn't have that extra distraction and it's all about him and he would have been emotional one of the concerns in new england always was if he was too emotional he could be not as sharp as he needed to be right if he's thinking too much about this is my last time here it's my last time doing this it's my last time doing that and all the outpouring of love it's just he wants to focus on going out and doing what needs to be done to win football games so so now is this the
2: farewell tour yeah what does he say next is it are we sure? I mean, no, we're never sure. We're not. He, did, he has said 45. It is season 23. I, he's going to get treated like it's the farewell tour no matter what this year. He's got no choice. You can't have it all. I don't know. So he's coming back. Yes. I mean, he just retired. Everyone's going to assume this is their last year. I mean, I know we're all going to think, well, it's Brady. He could do one more year, but he is going to have to deal with some of that this year. I don't think you're going to be able to avoid it. I don't. I, I think you know that some people are it's just gonna be a constant conversation with But how that's this why went I down. raise it. Yeah. Will
1: he try will he try yeah. to throw people off the scent? Will he say I'm taking it a year at a time? Will he say I'm back for multiple years? Now the reality is he's got one year left with the Buccaneers. One way to get people to think that he is back for multiple years is to sign an extension. I wouldn't do that if I were him. I'd want to have maximum flexibility for next year. If there was any effort by him to move on, and we think there was, yeah. and if there was any pushback by the Bucks, and there clearly was publicly by Bruce Arians two weeks ago, he, he comes back and plays for them in 2022. He fulfills his obligation, and then he, he, he rides out of town to wherever he wants to go, and everyone knows that's the key he doesn't sign an extension everyone knows as they commence their planning for 23 and the planning for 23 has already begun the planning for 24 has already begun these teams think multiple years into the future just like a grandmaster at chess thinks multiple moves down the board now we know there's at least a reason to think about maybe pursuing and landing Tom Brady next year if you otherwise have the pieces in place if you think you can make the argument and maybe that's what ultimately will decide it maybe he won't retire next year maybe he just becomes a free agent and he waits and sees what's out there waits and sees what anyone offers waits and sees whether or not he wants to continue and he goes away with a whimper not with the bang because you you don't want to become the Brett Favre I don't think you do No, I where no. you retire and unretire every year, retire and unretire, retire and unretire, retire and unretire. You become a caricature yourself. And he's already, he's already inching toward that territory. Chris, he is in the past bit. six weeks. Yeah, it's a joke. What's happened. Really? If you take a step back and look at it, it's a joke to retire and immediately start talking about coming back. And, and I like the fact that he did it because it shows that the cyborg still has some human traits in him somewhere where he can't make up his mind like the rest of us can't make up well, our that, minds. It's another, I kind of like that. Yeah,
2: well, to me, and it's another inkling to tell you that it, it wasn't real. That, that's why. That's that another thing to me. You know, he knew it wasn't real, so he was leaving some wiggle room there. He knew it wasn't a real retirement. I mean, I, to me, this it, is too smart of an individual. He's, too, he's just too smart of a human for me to think that. And if you really wanted to retire and you really were thinking, wait, I might retire. Again, most players I've ever known in the history of football go, let me get away from the season a little bit and take 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 some time, you know, get away from the emotions. Let me see where it goes from there. You know, this just seemed very hasty. You know, it really did. And that to me, which makes me again, believe that, you know, I, I think there was another play. Again, if he was really thinking of retiring, I think he takes time and makes a decision right now and comes back and goes, okay, wait, I'm retiring. Oh, wait, I came back to play. You know, he'd made that decision that early to give himself wiggle room to finagle some sort of play. That would be my two cents. You know, and again, I know we don't know some of this and whatever, but, uh, I, you know, I'm certainly going to have my ear to the ground a little bit listening for things like that, you know, as we go here through the week.
1: Well, I mean, I've already had some unsolicited stuff land in my lap along those lines, and it goes back to the friction with Arians that that's still there. And Chris, the decision to make a quick exit would tend to line up with the idea that he was just frustrated and irritated and it was a long year. Sure, yeah. There's something going on that I don't like here as it relates to the interactions on the coaching staff, et cetera, et cetera. That's a reason why you don't, take some time to figure out what you want to do. It's just get me the hell out of here. I need a break. I just need a break. And maybe it just came down to that. He just needed a break. He needed to get away. He needed to recharge. He needed to reconsider. He needed to witness the process. So you don't have to wait until September to see the NFL rolling on without you, because it will, without anyone connected to the game. Everyone connected to the game. The train is going to keep going no matter who it is. Brady was seeing that. He was seeing the NFL train rolling forward. Last week was the prime example of it. Aaron Rodgers stays put. Russell Wilson gets traded. Carson Wentz goes to Washington. Jimmy Garoppolo, where is he going to go? Everybody's talking about everybody else except Tom Brady. We were talking about Tom Brady because we thought he was going to come back. I just thought he was going to go to the 49ers. But he was getting a glimpse of what it was going to be like in September. The NFL kept on moving and Chris I also do think when you consider his statement from yesterday and we haven't even read that yet they may have put it on the screen the past two months I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands he was in the stands the day earlier watching Cristiano Ronaldo he got to experience going to a sporting event and being the spectator of the guy on the pitch who's doing all the great things he still wants to be the guy on the field doing all the great things I think that may have been a factor as well Look, he's not comfortable. Look at him. He's not comfortable in the stands. He wants to be out there on the field, even though he he, he, he probably could play. Look, he's miserable. (laughs) I don't want to say, I don't want to overstate it, but he does not look comfortable as a guy who's a spectator. He wants to be, he wants to be the man in the arena. I don't know. That sounds familiar for some reason. That's what he wants to be. That's
2: what he is. I mean, listen, he, he's the ultimate man in the arena. He lives for it. He really has. I mean, he his mouth, he puts his money where his mouth is, the way he lives, the way he prepares himself. So I understand that. And that's where I, I love Tom Brady. I have tremendous respect, you know, for him for all those type of things. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I think you're right too. I mean, really, I think we were at the combine when he had the quote, when he was talking about, oh, I'm going to sleep, you know, in my childhood bed or whatever. He that to me, the con- the rest of the comment was uh, really made me chuckle because he's like, you know, I've been I've been hanging out with my family for the last five weeks and it's been great. And it's really been like, uh, you know, I've gotten to see what that's like. Like that, that to me said it all where I was like, oh, OK, well, see, he's realized, wait, wait, I, I'm around my family plenty. I can go throw footballs and work out a little every day and come back, and I'm still around my family. I'm not missing that much. And I think that's probably what he came to the realization with a little bit here in the process too. And, yes, he's addicted to it. He is. I worked I lived with a guy who was not Tom Brady but played in the NFL for 15 years and he was addicted to it. And it didn't matter. He wanted year 16, he wanted year 17. He when he was 43 and out of the league for 5 years, he was still going, "Damn, I think I could still throw and you know, I could probably come back." I mean, that's just the way some of these guys are wired. Of course Tom Brady's wired that way. Uh so yeah, it, it's uh he's he's gonna have a hard time. He is. But he is gonna have to deal yeah, with dead. farewell stuff Hang this on. year. <laughs> right. Your your dad
1: was the reason why Brett Favre yeah, came back right. at one point when he wasn't right. gonna come back because he heard Phil Sims on the radio yeah. saying you play until they rip the uniform right. off of you because there's only so many gone, rounds of gone. golf. You
2: can play, right? It's something yeah. like that. Dad says, Oh yeah, you t- you play until they rip it off. And you know, there's only so many rounds of golf you play until you look up and you go, okay, yeah, that was great. That's my, uh, you know, 70th round of golf this month. And okay. It's still not football and running out there and competing every day and being in the locker room. Certainly. that's a hard thing to give away. Not only the competitive part, it's the it is the camaraderie and being around the guys. It's all addicting. There's nothing that can replace playing quarterback in the NFL. It's the greatest adrenaline rush in the world. It's up there with any job there is. And
1: we mentioned how this is unprecedented for a professional athlete to have this work family balance last for so long and not have it naturally come to an end. We also have to remember the very real possibility, and we've said this before as it relates to Tom Brady, and we will constantly be watching it with each passing season that he plays. Maybe this is the last one. Maybe there will be more. We will continue to be watching. I know I will be for the possibility that Father Time will inevitably win the battle with Tom Brady, not in the months of January through July, but at some point during a season. That at some point it will become obvious that the aging process has caught up with Tom Brady during a season. And he'll have to ask himself, do I limp to the finish line or do I make the most graceful exit as possible? Probably by going on injured reserve or something like that if it would come to it. But it is, you know, we're just assuming he can play as long as he wants. And if he says, I'm all in for 2022, then we're going to see him at the end of the season. With each year that goes by, the chances of the legs going to the point where he gets blown up before he can get rid of the football, which we've seen him do for the past few years. And it's a great strategy. I just get rid of the ball so they can't hit me. If they hit me, they get penalized and they get fined. He still gets hit sometimes, but he gets rid of the ball. At some point. Yeah, at some point it's inevitable. 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, at some point if he keeps going, Yeah. there will be that moment where yeah. he gets hit squarely and 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 the, the the it all cascades and and it my my only point is we don't know because we've never seen this. We have nothing to compare it to, but I think it makes sense to pay attention to the possibility that Father Time wins at some point between week 1 of the
2: regular season.
1: And the Super Bowl.
2: Well, I think that's part of why he's back. I know he has told people that after the season was as about as good and as healthy as he's felt finishing a football season. I know he said that to people. So you know that's that's probably is part of the process here too. And you're right. I mean, again, hey, he's rolling the dice. He's rolling the dice. He really is. You know, he's he's been very fortunate through his career. Of course, he's tough as hell because he's played. He knows how to get rid of the ball. You know, You know, after you start playing the position a certain amount of while, you understand how to go down certain ways, not fight. You know, the fact that you are going down, just go with it. What's the point of me fighting and trying to stay up with this 300-pound guy? Let me just fall. It's, it's less wear and tear on your body. He's become... You know, he's he's next level with protecting himself and how to take hits and do all that because of the years of experience, let alone he was naturally good at it before. And that's what, it, it is amazing. It is. But, I mean, we don't see, like, we, I, don't, I didn't see, you know, other than, hey, when pressure gets to him, it does affect his decision-making. We know that, whether it's the Saints game, the Washington game, you know, it's the same story, the Rams game in the playoffs. Again, the Rams should have won that game by 40 points. You know, pressure, that's his kryptonite. There's no doubt. He can't do anything. He can't move off the pocket, move out of the pocket. You know, he's not that way. But other than that, You don't see, like, oh, man, man, he's really struggling in that area. Oh, he can't even move up in the pocket and shuffle that way. There's nothing, like, physically glaring to where you look at him and evaluate him and go, well, I'm worried about him here at 45 this year. You know, I saw this last year, and it bothered me, and I'd be worried about it. There's nothing other than, like, what you talked about. He's just going to avoid hits, and he's going to leave some people open downfield because he's not going to stand in there and take some shots. But – you know like like i said and like you're saying there's physically at as of right now nothing to look at to go oh wow i'm concerned and the other reality too is he knows when he walks to the line of scrimmage
1: when he sees the defense when he couples that with the play that's been called yeah he's master he knows who the op- yeah. knows who the open guy is going to be yeah. he told me 5 years ago after super bowl 51 he was on this program and he said you can't show me anything that i haven't already seen And and that was five years ago. Think of all the NFL players who have come and gone in the last five years and he's still going and his brain is five years more adept at the patterns, the tendencies, the looks, all the different things that could possibly fool him. You can't fool him. You can pressure him up the middle. You can get to him. But he knows he knows before the ball's in his hands where the ball's going to go and having that advantage allows you to keep going because yeah. the arm is going to be there. You've said this before. I've heard it from others. The arm is going to be there into his 50s. As long as the legs do just enough to let him get rid of the football before the walls close in,
2: he'll be able to keep what? going. I got it really one... is amazing. Oh. Uh, it is amazing. I got Go one question, too, just to have some fun with. So, I'm, you know, this weekend, you know, you're sitting there and looking through social media. I see the guy Bought Tom Brady's last touchdown pass for $518,000. What does he do? Does he go back to the auctioneer and go, I'd like a refund? You sold this to me as his last touchdown pass. It ain't going to be. Sorry. Did they cut some money off of it? Well, the guy paid $518,000. Let's-, <laughs> let's set this up. Yeah. It was the game
1: against the Rams. It was the touchdown that, with the extra point, tied it up. It was Mike Evans, of all people, who threw the ball into the stands. <laughs> right, right. Even though he had an inkling that Tom Brady may retire, he's the guy who threw the 600th touchdown pass into the stands during the season. So they auction off what they call Tom Brady's last touchdown pass, and obviously it's not. But whoever bids on this has to know that there's a chance the guy's yes. going to come back. Right. It's I, I, I Leland's dot com handled the auction, and they had sent me the email over the weekend, just the day before. About the five hundred eighteen thousand six hundred twenty-three dollars paid by a bidder, and there were twenty-three bids on this thing. There's the touchdown. There's the ball, and uh, and there, there it ends just before he throws it into the stands. But I asked Leland's for comment last night, and they said we don't have any comment, but we'll keep you posted. But I, I, I shed no tears for somebody, first of all, who has the money. To buy a football for five hundred eighteen thousand dollars. There's true. plenty more where that came from. I don't I I've got a feeling that's not some guy from Topeka that took out a third mortgage on his house and <laughs> sold his car yeah. so he could scrounge together and life savings and empty out the four oh one K and ask cousin. Cousin, Sal maybe it's just a
2: baller in Topeka. How and, dare you judge you know. the people of Topeka? Well, maybe he's a baller. Just and he's saying, got, <laughs> I just maybe he's got four Rolls Royces in town. his driveway and he can I'm afford it. How dare you? <laughs> That's my point.
1: That's my point. That's yeah, my point. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's whoever yes got that bid. There's more where that came from. So (laughs) don't shed any
2: tears. Number
1: one, the person's really rich. And number two, they're kind of stupid because they should have seen the handwriting (laughs) on the wall. You're right.
2: right. Boom. You're right. I don't feel sorry anymore. That's a good point. You're right. He was rich already, and you're not reading the tea leaves if you didn't think Brady was coming back. You're stupid. All right, period. Let's go to commercial break. I think that's a good note to go off to. Hang on. (laughs) Hang on. I got one more thing to say. We got to watch the free
1: agency now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ryan Jensen's already back. Leonard Fournette removed what appeared to be a farewell post from his Instagram page to Tampa. (laughs) Maybe he'll be back. Gronk Gronk. the bat signal will be on right the bat bleep crazy signal will be on Brady come back (laughs) Uh, yeah so uh, it's it's uh they're gonna get the band back together and it all comes back to what we said a half hour ago my god it's already been more than a half hour when you look around the NFC yes like, holy crap, we got a chance here. No doubt. We got a chance. Yes. Let's keep as many of these guys together as possible. I, wouldn't it be funny if Ali Marpet unretires too?
2: <laughs> it would.
1: It might, he just, just called it well, a quick they might of weeks call Antonio Brown back.
2: back. You never know. They might be like, hey, let's get him back too. Let's see. No, they might draw the line there. <laughs> no, but, I don't I that's. Yeah. feel uh, feeling that ship has <laughs> sailed. Yeah, you're, I mean, it's going to get any of the guys that were on the fence about leaving in free agency, whatever retirement, it's all going to make them think it's Tom freaking Brady. You know, you got a chance to run it back you know, they're going to look at it and go, wait, we didn't get our best effort there in the divisional round. We weren't at full strength, so we didn't get to play our best football. We were a banged up football team that had to deal with some Antonio Brown dysfunction stuff at the end of the year. That certainly caused issues. So, you know, there's a lot of ways they're going to look at it and still go, no, we're the cream of the crop, let alone like, we, yeah, like we've been saying. I mean, you look at the NFC right now, uh, you just go 49ers, Rams, Bucks, Packers. Let's see who goes to the Super Bowl. And then you just, who else will rise to the occasion and maybe get in the mix? we said Dallas, yes. Will Arizona get in there? I don't know. But it's, it's, I mean, as you sit here right now in March 2022, you look at it and know those four teams are clearly – the cream of the class in the NFC. It's not even close in the AFC, man. You'd have a lot of questions.
1: There's another reason why I didn't want to let you throw it to break when you were trying to do it a couple minutes ago, because there's a tease in the document that we share that I didn't write. I I just need to be clear. I didn't write it. I'm not going to out anyone. I don't even know who did. I I don't know who specifically did. I I have a pretty good feeling, but I don't want to out anybody, but I have to, I have to do this. As we go to break, Kirk Cousins may be average at football, but he's certainly above average in contract
2: negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wrote that. Or PFT. <laughs> I did not. Sure. Or BFD Live right sounds after this. I like didn't. A snarky comment to me.
0: Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected.
1: description of what Kirk can do to help achieve the vision and the culture that you're trying to develop.
0: Yeah, I think first and foremost, I, I really do believe uh, having attempted to play quarterback in this league myself uh, and, and, and not ultimately achieving that goal because of uh, the fact that I wasn't accurate enough as a quarterback. I think the number one thing for me now that when I look at veteran quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, I evaluate them throughout any process is they need to be naturally accurate. And Kirk is that. Kirk is, Kirk is one of the naturally accurate passers in this league. He does not need to think uh, about throwing the football, being accurate where he wants to place the ball. He naturally does it in the rhythm and timing of any offense he's ever been in. And that's really been one of his traits. Uh, that's allowed him to have a lot of success. Um, I think he's tough. I think he's durable. Um, I think uh, he leads in his own way that uh, he's really become comfortable with throughout his career as he's gained more experience and and stepped into a lot of different huddles with a lot of of teammates uh, in multiple spots. But uh, watching him here um, with this group and when you really start to turn on the tape and watch the level of quarterback at which he's played, um, it's about continuing to refine... And and have him continue to grow within the system we're going to build for him.
1: That was Kevin O'Connell from the scouting combine, and there is Kirk Cousins. Now that that's out of the way, let's get to work on a Lombardi. Let's frickin' go! Of course, he <laughs> let's figure that's let's your quarterback go. with
2: the frickin'. All right, Brady's throwing out of the course. real ones. You're throwing out a frickin'. That's what you're doing up in Minnesota. That pretty much sums it all up. Can we just skip
1: this segment entirely? Good lord. Uh That's so what good happened good. was what what happened was Kirk Cousins had the Vikings over a contractual barrel, final year of his contract, thirty-five million dollar salary, fully guaranteed, forty-five point one six six million dollar cap charge. I reported during the Super Bowl pregame that Cousins had no inclination at the time. To redo his deal, he wanted to examine some other factors, but that it was a positive that Kevin O'Connell was a head coach. Now as we're getting closer and closer to the start of the league year, the Vikings were in dire cap straits. This new deal that is just a one-year extension through 2023, it increases his compensation this year to $40 million. It decreases his cap charge down to thirty. 1 million and change 31.25 from 45.16 so they they get some real cap relief they kick the can the lame duck can by one year and will probably be doing this again a year from now if Kirk Cousins plays well in 2022 but this at least gives the Vikings some protection against the possibility that Cousins will play really well and he waltzes to the open market in early next year and You know, the Vikings got a glimpse of what it's like this year for veteran quarterbacks, and somebody probably would have overpaid him next year if he had been available. Think about if he was available completely unrestricted right now. The teams that would be lining up to try to get him, if they didn't have to take on an immediate $35 million cap charge, if they knew they were getting multiple years of a commitment, and if they weren't giving up whatever the Vikings would have wanted in trade, one of these other teams would have been going after him. So the Vikings have avoided that happening next year. They keep him for at least two years. They can figure it out beyond that. He gets a chance to work with Kevin O'Connell. And, you know, the Vikings get a chance to continue to be mediocre, in my opinion. And I know it's not all on the quarterback, but it, it has a lot to do with the quarterback. Let's frickin' go pretty much sums it up.
2: Well, he's not the quarterback. He's not the kind of quarterback, I think, what you're saying, that can make a mediocre team a playoff team. Or, you know, a borderline playoff team. Oh, wait, the quarterback's so great. We look at him as a Super Bowl team because he's that, right? I mean, that's what great quarterbacks do. And that's what I've always argued with Aaron Rodgers. There's been years where I'd go, I mean, they're no better than a wild card team in Green Bay. But we put them in the Super Bowl conversation because of the quarterback. No, you don't get that with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is really good. He is really good. We know that. We do. Uh, You know, a superstar? No. You know, the thing that looks weird is yes, gonna be one of the highest paid quarterbacks and not one of the top ten quarterbacks in football. You know, definitely not for me. You know, really he's in the top half of the league, yes, but you know, I don't it's somewhere between ten and sixteen. That's that's the way I would look at it. So of course that's gonna add you know, more pressure on the situation because, again, that's part of Kirk Cousins' issue altogether. He's been a great businessman. You make that type of money. People expect results, guaranteed contracts, all of that. But I think what the Minnesota Vikings and Kevin O'Connell are telling you is kind of like what you're saying. There ain't that, you know, we don't have any other great options out there. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. This guy does know my system, and – we got, a lot, we got a lot of problems on this roster. Kirk Cousins is towards the bottom as far as the problems we got and things we got to figure out. And I think they're basically telling you, hey, they're okay. We're going with Kirk Cousins the next two years, and Kevin O'Connell wants to get his offense off on the right foot, and he'll try to evaluate the quarterback situation from there, and they'll figure out a plan you know, for three years from now what they want to do next at quarterback. The book on Kirk
1: Cousins is very well established in my view from the people that I know, the people that I've spoken to, The guy is very good at running the play that's called. When the play that's called begins to fall apart. Yeah, there's no chance. He he can't do what Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen can do. Extend the play with his legs, either running vertically, running horizontally. It seems like he's gotten a little bit better at knowing when to bail out of the pocket. And maybe that's it. Maybe he hasn't become physically more adept at running away from pressure, he just bails out more quickly and tries to make something happen. It's almost kind of like what you see Baker Mayfield does. Like, Baker Mayfield's got that ability to begin to run away from pressure, but but there's a clock that ticks very yeah, loudly right. and very quickly once right. he does. He doesn't have the physical skills to continue that the way that some of the best quarterbacks do. Cousins just he – just he he as Kevin O'Connell said, very accurate passer. But he's not – the all around athlete that's gonna move around and, no. and throw on the fly and 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 extend plays and wow you that way. And and uh n- not not a great leader. Not a great leader. It's not a coincidence that Stephon Diggs tweeted his way out of town the same day that Kirk Cousins got his last contract. But you know when they hired Kevin O'Connell, they kind of halfway made their bed with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it was a little just bit. a question right. of getting cousins to make the other half of the bed and and give them cap relief and give them certainty beyond this year. I don't think it was good for anybody for him to go into this season as the final year of his contract. And they've come this far with the guy, I guess that's it. They've come this far with the guy. They need to see where it goes from here. And even though, and look, let, us not, let's not understate the possibility, Chris, that it was never a good match between him and Mike Zimmer. That It was just never a good fit, never a good match because I've heard Sean McVay rave about Kirk Cousins. You know how Kyle Shanahan feels about Kirk Cousins. Here comes a guy who is more from the we love Kirk Cousins and he can do great things camp right than Zimmer was. So maybe it's as simple as having a coach who who meshes better with Cousins than Zimmer did. I, maybe they I, never I, should yeah. have signed signed Cousins in the first place in Minnesota. Maybe that was the mistake, but now that they have him and He's got the huge
2: salary obligation that they're trying to make chicken salad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are, I, I think. And also, it's been good play. I mean, you know, like you said earlier, there's there's, there's. show me better options they got out there than Kirk Cousins. You know, I know there's quarterbacks that are better, but they're not an option for the Vikings. And I think to your point, Mike, and you raise a real, very real, there's always been questions about how much Mike Zimmer really wanted Kirk Cousins up in Minnesota. There's always been, que- that's always been questioned. There's no doubt about that. And then I do think there's a fact of, you know, defensive coach, you know, he runs the team a different way, sees the game a little bit through different lenses than a guy like McVay, Shanahan, O'Connell, you know, who are going to have an appreciation maybe for a quarterback who can be a little bit more surgical with the system within the system. If they just listen to me and what I say as the coach and play designer and play caller, Man will be in a good spot, and that's where Kirk Cousins is. But he's got to have that guy who's smart enough to put him in those positions all the time. And that is McVeigh and Chenan. We'll see if O'Connell is that. you know but but again, I don't think it's always going to look that way with less than or below average offensive coordinators, you know nor you know do I think defensive coordinators who are head coaches can necessarily appreciate that. You know, this is this is a guy that he does a lot of good things. But to your point, yes, he doesn't do the special things. And because of the contract situation, he welcomes, you know, well, he welcomes crit- criticism. I mean, what, what is he, Mike? I mean, he's definitely one of the top five. He's the top five highest paid quarterback in football with average salary right now. You know, you look at it that way. And then you go, all right, you you've talked about the pocket passing, right? You know, that's an issue. Well, you know, Brady's a better pocket passer. Brady's bigger, stronger armor, stronger arm, just plays better. He can make more explosive plays with his arm. Stafford's another guy that I would say is like that, but same thing. Just got an explosive arm that can make throws Kirk Cousins goes. Then you go to the rest of the guys, and they're like what you talk about. You got Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, I'm probably going to take. I, so I'm going to take all those people over Kirk Cousins. Ryan Tannehill may be debatable. I'm probably still going to take Ryan Tannehill. So where does that leave him? Somewhere around 14 or 15? And you're paying him to be the fifth highest paid quarterback in football. That doesn't match up. I think that's where it'll you know, ruffle people's feathers a little bit.
1: When teams hire defensive coordinators now to be head coaches and they have young quarterbacks or, or really good quarterbacks, one of my concerns is – that the team's going to do so well, that the offensive coordinator who works with that great quarterback yeah. becomes a head coaching candidate somewhere else, and you've constantly got to be hiring a new offensive coordinator because your guy's getting hired away. Under Zimmer, who arrived in Minnesota in 2014, you had Norv Turner. He gets pushed out. Pat Shermer, who 2017's his way into a head coaching job that he never should have gotten with the Giants. Then it's John Filippo, who was a disaster because – He and Zimmer didn't see eye to eye. Maybe DiFilippo would have been fine, but he didn't mesh with Zimmer. He gets run out the door in the 2018 season. Kirk Cousins' first year with the team. Then it's Kevin Stefanski, who stabilizes it late in the year, does well enough in 2019 to become the head coach of the Browns. Then it's Gary Kubiak, who retires after one year. Then it's Clint Kubiak. I mean, it's constant change and constant turmoil and constant just... That's hard. Anything other than the kind of certainty and continuity that makes a good team a good team. And Cousins has had to struggle through that. And look, he's capable of doing great things as long as the play goes perfectly. The challenge for Kevin O'Connell, make as many plays go perfectly as possible and have a practical escape plan for when the play doesn't go as planned. Uh, and because for now the, the escape plan basically is just, you know, hit the deck and maybe that is the escape plan. Maybe the challenge is for Kevin O'Connell as the offensive guru of the team to come up with plays that will, will be able to be run as called as structured Yeah, right. and call them at the right time against the right defenses. You know, I, I so it's not all cousins. Somebody's calling those plays. Somebody's putting him in the spot where the play that's called falls apart. Maybe it was a bad play. Maybe it shouldn't have been used. So th- I, I, there's still hope for there's, Cousins. Right?
2: You said it last uh, week, Mike. You said it right last week. You, I, I think that was last week. Maybe it was two weeks ago. Didn't we say? You said if Kirk Cousins was on the 49ers, I think we both believe they have one Super Bowl championship. Maybe two. I mean, maybe they won it again this past year. Uh, I mean, there's a very real possibility. But, like, to your point is what you're saying there is, yeah, you put him on a team with a system and a coach that really knows how to design plays, he's got the smarts and the mentality to execute it just as taught. And that's where he's really good. It's just that, yeah, if option one and option two weren't open and now we got to make a great throw off an awkward platform or a sidearm throw or pressure's bearing down on us, negative Ghost Rider, that's not where he's going to thrive. He needs that team and that system to – accentuate what he is as a player and to your point I don't know if he's necessarily been given all those tools the last few years in Minnesota with some of the offenses he's been involved in
1: and I remember making that point in the context of the fact that Indianapolis would better suit him right now because you need a good offensive line you need a good defense you need more around him than what the Vikings have had but maybe the coaching will be all the difference and there was some mild chatter about the Vikings possibly moving on from Kirk Cousins and then making a move for Deshaun Watson. You can scratch the Vikings off the Deshaun Watson list. However, the teams are lining up. We will give you the latest on what happened in the court cases involving Deshaun Watson on Friday and how that has sparked an apparent rush for teams to possibly make a deal for Deshaun as soon as this week. We'll discuss that when PFT Live continues right after this.